all right. You, you want to hear the dumbest injury in the history of dumb injuries? I don't know. You didn't break your collarbone while curling. This Okay, this is true. But still dumb injury. Oh, by the way, American curling. Woo! We got the gold medal. Go, uh, guys. I would, mention, I would mention something about the women's hockey team, but apparently all Canadians hate us for that. But anyway. <sighs> but uh, anyway. Don't be mean to them. I work at an elementary school now, right? Yeah. So, so I'm substituting for a kindergarten class, and they have a, uh, and they have a, uh, there's doing a bunch of kids are dancing and whatnot. Anyway, I take them down there, and we end up near the back of the class because we got there late. Long story short, a bunch of kids were complaining. It's like, Mr. Bouncer, Mr. Bouncer, we can't see, we can't see. I'm like, well, stand up on your knees. Don't stand up. You can watch that way. Couple of the shorter kids. I still can't see. I still can't see. Fine, sit on my lap. I'm sitting Indian style on the ground with them, right? Yeah. And they both get on my lap and they're watching the show and they're laughing and they're enjoying things and they start bouncing up and down on my knees. Now imagine for a second you're sitting Indian style and someone's pressing down on your knees on both sides. That that's this bad. <laughs> and then imagine you have to stand up and walk afterwards. Uh, you're not. You're not. I, I walked, but it wasn't a pretty walk. Uh, Unky Jabman needs a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, time to go back to class. Very slowly. One, hello, and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that may not make much sense, but I assure you, uh, we'll explain it in painful detail in a way that makes you feel small, um, at least by the end of the episode. That's exactly what the internet was designed for. Yep. Uh, my name is Scott. My name is Jeff. All right, and that's it. We're, we're, we're running light. I'm taking a couple, we, couple episodes on the slow side. We took the other people who wanted to be in this episode, we tied them up and we threw them in a, in a closet. They'll be out later. Yeah. So if you hear a muffled scream in the background, ignore it. Yeah, it's no big deal. Not a real thing. No. No, no. All right. So pick of the week, what you got, Jeff? My pick of the week, I just tweeted about it moments ago before I came on the episode. I'm going to go to Overwatch for, I'm going to tell you exactly how Overwatch works. Because this is both a bone to pick and a pick of the week at the same time. Because this perfectly explains how Overwatch works. Playing Overwatch. I am playing with some of the dumbest people on the face of the earth. And I almost never go into voice chat because of the toxicity and nastiness of this. And I accidentally did on this one. What people were saying on there, my God. But just for sheer stupidity's sake, it's mostly a bunch, you know, 12 and 15-year-olds screaming obscenities at the top of the lungs when things don't go their way. But other times, they're just stupid players, people doing stupid things. I send in my diva mech, nerf this, I take out... The shield generator, I take out the turrets, I take, I mean, and I take out a player. I clean the board. Does anybody go in on the, on the does anybody go in on the, uh, prime, on the, uh... Anyone playing the point? Anyone playing the point, thank you. Anyone, no, no, they just kind of stand back there and snipe. Anyway, I get annoyed, I get frustrated. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break. Let's see, oh, nope, I've got, you know, uh, about 400,000 to go to get to the next level. It's like, fine, one more match, and I'm taking a break from this game for a little while. Play the one more match, we win, we do all right, and I get that skin for Genji I've been wanting for since the Year of the Dog came out. That skin. Like, yes, that skin, all right, now I want to go play with that skin, and oh my god, this is how it works, isn't it? This is how they do it. This <laughs> is how they do it. In the span of about 30 minutes, I explain. I got the exact explanation of how Overwatch works. This is Every how they... time you're about ready to toss the game away and take a break from it, they give you that little nugget to come on back. Actually, ah. this is the first time I'm seeing um, Tiger Genji. I dig it. Yeah. I don't play Genji that much either, but it's like, that is a really cool. Uh, his one slashing victory pose looks really good with that one. But I digress. But yeah, that was a that's a cool Genji skin. There's some cool skins. But that game, that is exactly how it works. Every time you're about ready to toss it, I'm going to go play something else for a little while. I'm going to take a break. They give you a really good skin. You're like, oh, I want to play some more. It's like crack. I'm done. I don't need this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore. It's destroying my life. It's making me angry. It's upset. Ooh, it's good. Everything sucks. Everything's awful. Oh, wait. One more. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, yeah, that's Overwatch. What you got, Scott? All right. So since you didn't take it, I'm going to mention Black Panther. I actually want to point out that 
this really does come down to execution a lot of the times when you do a movie because you you step back you take your two steps back from back from black panther and what is it well it is absolutely run down the checklist superhero origin story straight up joseph campbell shit and you know it even falls into the marvel trap of well the villain just wants to take over the world and all he is is bigger meaner version of the hero the same way ironmonger was the same way yellow jacket was but but when you do it right you really hit it just right well no i had a good time that was fun (laughs) i'm glad everyone enjoyed it my my criticisms of the film are minor i mean there's some really bad cg in some spaces where it's like Wow, that is painfully a PS2 or PS3 level CG there. I can painfully tell those people that are clapping on the side of the waterfall yeah, are those, CG. Yeah, those, those, those are not. Those are those are not people. <laughs> those are not people. Those aren't even mannequins. Those are bad. That's just bad. And there's some other bad CG in here, and there's some goofy decisions here and there. But like I said, I'm nitpicking. I, I don't put it in my top five, but I will say Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan knocked it clean out of the park. He takes the top spot of best film. From Tom Hiddleston's Loki, because unlike Tom Hiddleston's Loki, I sit there and was like, yeah, if I were in his position and that happened to me, I would do the exact same damn thing. Oh, no. Like, this this guy is fully justified in wrecking it, and he's still charismatic. He's great. He's great to watch just chew up the scenery and wreck shit. And, yep. I mean, all the side characters are just as fun, like... um that they're they're just fun to watch and it's cool to see like Mubaku's my hero. <laughs> and can I just point out it's really weird that uh the great white gorillas aren't going to be bad guys in the MCU, I guess. What else was good the uh I do like he was the token white guy of the film and I didn't think they were going to kill off um Claw. I was like when he died I'm like really? That you put him up as the big bad all the way through and like he died even before the first third of the movie. And he I he showed up a they, whole movie ago. Right. I wanted to hear his mixtape. Yeah, me too. It was like he started. He started singing, and I really wanted more. You know, buffed out Gollum and Frodo talking in that office, but it was still fun. But yeah, the, I like. I like that the, the uh, what's the damn token white guy, Air Force pilot. Can't think of his name. Ross. Ross. I thought okay, he is going to be the token white guy in a black movie. Can be going staying nerdy stuff. You know, fish out of water, goofy, and there was a little bit of that. At the same time, he's like, "Well, you don't, you don't get Martin Freeman and not have him be baffled about everything at least once, right?" Well, that's Martin Freeman, but yeah. still. But I thought, okay, he's going to be the goofball, doesn't do anything, and just there to be fish out of water. It's like, no, they gave him. I was in the theater. Not shockingly, uh, I'd say eighty percent African American audience, maybe seventy, but somewhere in there, and theater was packed. And we, we're watching the movie, and then Martin Freeman's, you know, they're all saying, I will help you, I will help you. Martin Freeman's, I'll help too. And the whole audience laughed. Ah, what are you going to do? He's an and, Air Force pilot. He can like, do things. Like, even I was like, really? What is he going to do? And they show him, oh, okay, he's going to do something useful. <laughs> Maybe not all that, you know. And then they actually said, okay, well, he's, he's sitting there in the safety zone, but at least he's doing something useful. Then somebody's shooting at him, and he's like, okay, let's keep going. I enjoyed Black Panther, and like I said, don't break doesn't break my top five. But Killmonger is the new best villain. Sorry, Hiddleston. You know he did his best, and well, he's had a face turn, right? Like he he's a good guy now, as of Thor, until yeah, the next one, right? Infinity War comes out, and then he hands over that cosmic cube. I think he's just gonna get slapped out of the way and take the cube's getting taken. Like he's getting slapped off screen and not coming back for two movies. <laughs> you gonna go hang out at that casino of the collector, not the collector. No, you're right, the Collector. No, who is the guy on Ragnarok? Oh, the Grandmaster. Grandmaster, right. He's going to go hang out in the Grandmaster's casino. He's like, you know what? For, forget I'll save it all my fellow countrymen. I'm, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I was well, making I mean, much more progress back there. They're in need of a new Grandmaster, right? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is dead, which is a shame. Uh, I mean, I think I think they pumped as much Jeff Goldblum as they could out of him. That um, was my favorite. I don't think Marvel could handle any more Jeff Goldblum. Well, that was my favorite thing about what Taiwa Kitty did. He's like, who, okay, how do you want me to play this? This is say, so, you know that stereotypical Jeff Goldblum you see on the internet? Yeah, turn that up to eleven and go. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of Martin Freeman, we are talking about the BBC Sherlock. Yay! Because I got a little bit of axe to grind on some of it. Some of it. I 
I will tell you exactly when we turn the corner. Yeah. Write down the list, and I'll tell you. I'm curious. Everyone has a corner point. Like, okay, this is the peak downhill from here. Question is, everyone's peak is in a different spot. (laughs) Everyone, everyone's patience runs out at a different day. Right. (laughs) And yeah. Um. So so we we start off. This is about half the production team behind Doctor Who apparently decides that. Space aliens are boring, I guess. Time travel, timey-wimey nonsense. Let's yeah. move on to real, li- real life nonsense. Yeah, let's, let's do some real life nonsense. So they put together a pitch for yet another adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. And it's in modern day because everyone does that. <laughs> and I guess the BBC is out of Victorian costumes somehow. They're not out. They've just used them all. I, I think I think they're all tagged for Downton. Right. Yeah, they're all tagged for Downton Abbey. They can't they can't spare any. Well they're they're making like how many different movies about the Windsors right now? Oh god. Oh yeah, the Queen too. They can't I mean, yeah, they got so many friggin' costumes that are out on rents. It's like, okay, okay, okay. This yeah. modern day. They've they've already tagged all the historic buildings they can. We can just go to the gap, we can get the costumes there. Yeah. Which by the way, I want uh Cumberbatch's jacket. I have a jacket similar to that, and I can never get that collar to pop just perfectly like he does. I'm pretty sure that's like a costume designer's whole day. It's like eight hours of spray starch, just But that thing, like, honestly, like, Dracula's looking at that collar going, dude, how do you do that? (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's a whole day with the starch. That's all (laughs) I can, that's all I can think of. (sighs) Anywho. Yeah, so. So so it launches in oh god eight years ago. Uh, with uh, we're getting old. We're get the the show's getting old. That's what it is. I was thinking, how long ago this? Was? Uh, two three years ago. Eight years ago. Holy yeah. crap! I mean, I only watched it last year, but eight years of this thing going around, and I was really and I I did meant uh, now that I've said it, I didn't watch it for seven years because the fans were just like, no, I can't deal with you. I watched. I didn't come until like. I didn't start watching it until, I think, season three, and I watched one, two, and three. So I, I watched it a l- sooner than you, but not by much. But yeah, the first episode, A Study in Pink. What I like about pretty much all the episodes is, for the most part, they are loosely, or in some cases, heavily based on the novels. They don't, you know, they take the names, and they don't just, you know, abandon it. Okay, if you're going to take the name of a novel, fine. you got to use some details of it. And they do that, but you can't oversaturate it because we've seen them all before. I kind of want them to do Redheaded League. Eh. Just because that's the stupid one. Well, there's a few stupid ones, but I like the, episode, the first episode for me is owned by Mycroft Holmes or uh, Mark Gaddis is his real name. And he owns that role because. It's so obvious when you watch it the first, when you watch it back, he's like, yeah, that's my crop. And at first you watch like, man, he must be like some secret MI6 agent or some guy who's trying to, maybe he's Moriarty or maybe you're not sure what he is, but you know, he's dangerous. And you realize, no, he's Mycroft. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but he, he is a lot of fun throughout the whole series, but I like him best in the, his first appearance, kind of playing puppet master behind the scenes because that's exactly what Mycroft does. Yeah. And we, we get, a really big like we we introduce Sherlock Holmes the most Sherlock Holmesy way you can. Basically, let's say the main character of Sherlock is not Sherlock. No, they're they're definitely putting this in. They should call this sh- the show John Watson. Yeah, th- this is the Watson show. <laughs> right. Best support. If there was a best supporting actor, it would go to Cumberbatch because he's not the lead actor. It's this is Martin Freeman's show. Absolutely. Because he is the straight man in all this. And everyone around him is crazy. And again, and for God's, for God's uh, sake, Sherlock calls himself a high-functioning sociopath, which I think is no longer in the DSM six. They, they've, yeah. they, they've 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 split that into a bunch of smaller diagnoses. Yeah, well, there's, they can never get enough diagnoses. Purity of language it matters in medicine, I guess. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm crazy, but I move on. Well, we're, yeah, you are crazy. Okay, are you? Oh, absolutely. I'm not Perfect. healthy. I'm not well. I've never pretended I'm well. Is anybody well? Eh, there's got to be one guy. Well, wouldn't he be the crazy guy then? No, he's just Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this for a third time, because 
we I've brought this up about Martin Freeman in the Hitchhiker's Guide episode, the Hobbit okay. episode, and now here. Martin Freeman plays a befuddled everyman, completely different every single time he's asked to play a befuddled everyman. I don't know, it's always the same, what the hell is going on? I mean, he's always got the same look of like a guy, who, you know, he looks like a guy, if you took someone who doesn't speak English and dropped him in the middle of New York City with no map, he'd be like, where, what, 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 where? Just confused, befuddled, he's not an idiot. He's just lost. I mean, if you if I took you and dropped you in the middle of Tibet and didn't give you a map, a phone, or anything, you would look like that. That's it true. Just, it just so happens that Martin Freeman's character speaks the same language as everybody else. They're just nobody's making any damn sense. Mm-hmm. But I, do, I do like Sherlock when he finds out Mike Mycroft offered to pay you off to spy on me. Goes, yeah, I, I didn't take it. You idiot! Just told me we could split it. We could have split the take. <laughs> And you can almost see, you know, Holmes going, I'm probably crazy for doing this, but I'm going to stick around and see where this goes. <laughs> well, we we start to learn, more so as the series goes on, is that Watson needs danger in his life, or he kind of collapses. He right. Just, he just falls apart. Well, I like the way they played that. They kept showing all these, you know, flashbacks. He's having, it's like, oh, he has PTSD. You know, he's missing all this. You know, he's, he's not missing. He's... All this stuff is driving him nuts. Like, no, it's the exact opposite. His daily life is driving him nuts. He needs that crazy, batshit insane life. And, you know, a more reasonable man would have just become an ER surgeon, because that's what you trained for, maybe? Where's the fun in that? Uh, I don't know. Being ER in London seems high, high pressure enough. You don't need to chase a drug addict lunatic who solves the mystery of the murderous cabbie. But you don't find elephants in rooms. You don't have midgets shooting poison darts at you. You don't have any of this crazy shit. That doesn't happen in ER. <laughs> I suppose not. I suppose not. You don't get to hang out with Mycroft, that's for damn sure. You know what? Maybe he could have transferred to a hospital in the U.S. and hung out with Dr. House. Yeah, that could, that could happen. <laughs> House and Watson, solving medical mysteries. Sounds crazy. We had that, except Watson wasn't Watson. Yeah, he, he was Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, we change a couple letters, get the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And monster trucks. Woo! Monster trucks. I don't know how a taxi cab driver convinces you to commit suicide. If you're already halfway there, you just need one more guy to push you over the line. Yeah. And there's always one more guy. <laughs> and the fact that he drives a taxi doesn't shock me. No. You get to meet people. Yeah. Talk them into murdering themselves. Yeah. Anywho. All right, so episode two. Blind Baker. Banker. 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 <laughs> whatever. Banker, Baker, whatever. But not my favorite, but it was still a fun episode. It kept the it keeps the pattern going, but it also starts to lay the seeds of the big bad. And you know everyone knows who the big bad is. And this is where we start to see the weird format of Sherlock where it's like they will introduce the first half of like two or three mysteries. And then have them all resolve at the same time. Because the episodes are 90 minutes long. And you can't... I guess they just can't make a movie. Right. The... the and I always like that, you know, there's always three or four mysteries. And two of them are supposed to be throwaway. And they always introduce maybe four throwaways. Two of them actually are throwaways. Two of them are going to be very important. It's your job to figure out which of those two. <laughs> like, okay, here's a lady who's you know, getting cheated on by her husband. That's a throwaway. Here's a glow-in-the-dark bunny. That's a throwaway. Oh, wait. But now, the... Uh, but I, I like that it starts seeding Moriarty's out there. And you know, I think... I don't think this... I think this was the episode they start, you know, showing exactly how Sherlock's brain works. Yeah. You see the text on the screen. You see the mind palace. You see how fast everything's firing to him. And I like this method a whole lot better than I do the uh, Robert Downey Jr. time slows down and you think about stuff thing. Yeah, no, that's... That gets obnoxious pretty fast. And this version, it's weird, because normally, again, because you read these and it's all Watson's perspective, and it's just, well, I stood around, and then Sherlock looked at a thing, and then he explained to me how it all worked. Right. And that was the story every month. And now being inside his head makes him simultaneously more alien and less alien at the same time? Yeah, it's, well, you see, no, he's human. He's, he's just working a lot faster than the rest of us. He's on a different. He's on a different gear. We can't get to that gear. 
But final episode of season one, The Great Game. And let's just call it what it is. Moriarty is the, this is the best version of Moriarty. Because every other Moriarty out there I've seen in TV and film always has him as this, you know, regal, aristocratic, all-powerful, you know, puppet master, genius, you know, on par with Sherlock, he's just evil. It's like, no, in this version, this Moriarty is bat shit crazy. He's just really smart. And Irish. Can't trust them. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) At least he wasn't Scottish. But anyway, but no, the, uh, he is bat crap crazy. I mean, he is so far gone. I mean, the voice inflection, the way he walks and talks and moves, and like, how is this guy on par with Sherlock? And you see, no, 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 no. He thinks just like Sherlock does. Everything is just that fast. He just has, you know, if Sherlock's a high-functioning sociopath, then I don't know what the hell Moriarty is. He's high-functioning, and he is most certainly a sociopath. And and then, you know, we got the bombings, and it's all crazy, and it's fun. That, that's actually... That was the first one I watched. The Great Game was the first one I watched. Hmm. And... That one really pops. That really grabs a lot of attention. And I think uh, it's... This is sort of the last time I think it's we we see that the main plot is solving a crime as opposed to preventing international terrorism, which is weird. Yeah, but like I said, they loosely, very loosely base the episodes on Sherlock novels, and this one's very loosely based on it. And like I said, modern day, they have to throw some things in there that don't make any sense. Yeah. All right. So so we derail so so we take the tension of season one and we just sort of step back from that into season two which gives us the irene adler arc which geez man i didn't mind her character that much i think i think having her just be that obsessed with sherlock is a little weird of course it's a little weird she's a little weird i get that but it's like the the whole world already falls over to make you know this guy's life more interesting and all about him and oh the only woman he's talked to for more than 10 minutes who isn't his landlady is just you know absolutely crazy about him for no good reason i don't know they don't quite say, come out and say that the woman is just as smart as sherlock but you can tell she's at least close enough to figure out just how smart he is well she was keeping ahead of him so for the whole first episode scandal in belgravia she's a step ahead of him the whole time Right, but he quickly catches up. This is like a Dragon Ball Z reference. Like, Goku meets someone who's a little bit stronger than him, and he quickly you know, catches up and surpasses. Yeah. That's right, I just did a Sherlock-Dragon Ball Z comparison. Come at me, bro! His reasoning level is over 9,000. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> uh. Uh, but next episode, and my personal favorite, The Hounds of Baskerville. I hate this one. <laughs> Really? I love this episode. I think uh, I think it is a very long walk for a very short trip. It's the best part about it is you get to see Sherlock completely out of his element and completely freaking out. When he sees the hound, or he thinks he does, he is terrified because he has always been one hundred percent convinced, you know, everything I see, everything I touch, everything I learn is one hundred percent accurate and I can use it. And he sees, okay, giant hound. That doesn't fit any of the facts, but there's still a giant hound up there. Yeah. I'm crapping my pants right now. <laughs> but he has to be able to tell that, you know, he's an addict. He has to be at least be able to maybe think about the fact that he might be hopped up on goofballs. Yeah. He, and eventually he does get there after being an asshole to Watson. And Watson, the best, my favorite gag is Watson's Morse code. Someone's trying to send me a secret message. Wa- finally walks across the plane to see who's sending me a Morse code. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't need to see that. My, my bigger question is, why is there so many single guys, just, you know, no one else in the car sitting there waiting? Oh, I just got that answer. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, apparently they don't have red light districts in that area, but I move on. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that episode. I love the I love the way that poor, that guy who uh, was in that episode, the victim, the guy who was slowly driving mad, give him a Emmy or something for best supporting actor in that episode. I completely believe he was losing it. And I, I like when they find out that, you know, the restaurant owner is like, yeah, we, we had a dog. We thought it, you know, hype up some people. And like, 
and we killed it. Well, no, you didn't. I, I could tell right away. No, you didn't kill the dog. He's out there roaming because he's a nutsoy dog that's freaking people out. But uh, I remember the Greg or Craig or whatever his name is. Only saying, "Oh no, that didn't hurt." He only drove some poor guy half mad. But I love this episode. I, I'm shocked that your least favorite. Oh, it's not. It's not my least favorite. That's that one's still coming. Oh, okay. It's just the one you don't like. Yeah, that that's one I did not like. Um, okay, I like this one. Fooey on you. Yeah. All right. So but I like that it used this one was of, of all the ones. This is the one that had the most elements from the book, uh, minus the CIA. You know, Baskerville genetic testing lab bullshit. Yeah. Hound. Anyway. So season two finale, the Reichenbach Fall, in which Moriarty sets up an elaborate conspiracy to make, to discredit Holmes, steal the crown jewels, and then kill his, kills himself. Yeah. I I love this episode too, for one simple reason. This is... Uh, Moriarty, if you thought crazy was, you know, he was crazy in season one, this is just, okay, let's just see how far this guy can go. It's like, okay, I've set up this giant elaborate plan to discredit this one guy who hasn't really caused me that much trouble, but I don't like him because he's smarter than me. I'm going to completely fuck up his life, destroy everything he ever loved, make him kill himself. And he says, nope, what if I try and kill you first? Oh, okay, bang. Oh, jeez, that's not a problem at all. Pop. Yeah, I- that's a... I appreciate the fact that the crime app was just a lie. No, I just bribed a bunch of people. <laughs> Button pushing's all magic. Smoke and mirrors shit. <laughs> and he created a, uh, I'm an actor. You know, Moriarty's an actor. And the whole press bought it like the saps that they are. It's like, you know what? I can believe the press would do that because they're a bunch of idiots who will well, believe anyone. The, the UK tabloid scene oh, going Lord. along with the most fucking scandalous version of the story Right. Especially with Jen from the IT crowd being in on it. Yeah. I can completely see that happening in the real world. It was British tabloid. You think American tabloids are bad. Oh, my goodness. The, the British tabloids look like the National Enquirer. <laughs> Hold my lager. Yeah. But, yeah, the then Sherlock kills himself, which we all know he didn't. And the best part is, is you find out, like, okay, how many people know? I, I was watching it. Who knows? Molly knows. She has to know because she did the quote-unquote autopsy. How many other people really know? It turns out a whole bunch of homeless people know. <laughs> like the, I knew, I knew the the guy on the bike had to know. It's like he has to work for uh, Mycroft because you know Mycroft knows. And it's like when Watson found out, he's gonna be pissed. And I was so right because <laughs> we get to season three and another lovely episode, the empty hearse. Yeah. So we 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 cut ahead two years um, and. Somehow, Mycroft has gotten all of those fraud charges cleaned up, even though it almost makes more sense as a bailout for keeping Sherlock as special agent man. And well, terrorists. Remember, and, remember, the 5th of November. And, and then someone wants to blow up Parliament during Guy Fawkes night, because Parliament is going to sit all night on Guy Fawkes to settle up the budget, and I'm like... There is no fucking way the emergency... I don't know... I don't care how... What emergency scheduling you had to make happen. There's no fucking way anyone's dumb enough to be like, No, let's sit here all night on Guy Fox. It'll be... No, no one's gonna... Everyone's gonna resist the irony of that. Everyone. And you would think... The only other problem I had is like, Okay, the train misses a car. Those things are very expensive. You think they would do inventory on them a lot. Well, again, you park... And then someone has to clean it, sign off on any maintenance, and you do that car by car. So as you're ticking down, you're like, okay, car, this, this train had car 1117. Well, Where's 1117? Well, I can buy, okay, nobody noticed for a night or two. Maybe not the maintenance is done every single night. I can yeah. understand that. Or cleaning is done every single night. But it's been gone for about a week. Someone would have figured out, hey, we're missing a car. How the hell are we missing a car? <laughs> Those things cost a lot of friggin' money. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. The reunions with uh, Paul, with Holmes and the uh, restaurant. Uh, <laughs> he dresses up as a waiter, draws on a mustache. He thinks it'll be a happy reunion. He's going to be so happy to see him. And he quickly realizes, oh, he's going to hit me, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> and he goes off and he... They keep downgrading restaurants. They're at this high, classy restaurant, and they're like a fast food place. 
and they end up in a freaking dive deli. <laughs> like, the night is getting worse as we go, and, and bad things keep happening to Sherlock. He keeps getting punched and hit and headbutted and choked. And he's, and he's leaning back against the wall, and he goes, I apologize. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Why do you still hit me? <laughs> well, forget you faked your death. So loud. And, did, and didn't tell your best friend. Yeah, come on, man. A whole bunch of, you know, Molly Hooper, Mycroft, and about 25 homeless people knew, but you didn't tell your best friend. No, no, no that's bad. Asshole. Yeah. We should also mention that there was, like, a, a special YouTube one where, like, the in-universe Sherlock fans are, like, exchanging conspiracy theories as to how... Oh, yeah, the bungee jumping one at the, at the beginning, uh, and then the, the fangirl one in the middle. Yeah, yeah like the, the flash mob scenario. <laughs> I like the fangirl one, just because it's, it's a dummy with a balloon for a head. God, yeah. It's like, I, I think... I think that's... I think a doctor would know the difference between a head and a balloon, but okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So... But, yeah. And of, and of course, Hardy, Hardy and Holmes kiss at the end. Goes, fangirls, what you gonna do? Yeah. You know, at least Moffat knows his fans are crazy. He doesn't know why he keeps... He doesn't know how to stop feeding them, though. Their Dracula show's gonna be so bad. Yeah, it's gonna... Oof. Oof. Be, be afraid, be very afraid. But yeah. not for the reasons you think. Yeah. Alright, so... Episode 2, John Gets Married. I love this episode... I love this episode for many reasons, if nothing else, for the speech and how it starts. You know, uh, the Scotland Yard guy, he's, you know, he's so pissed off. He can't catch these, you know, Joker, bank robber, one of these guys. Finally, he's got him by the balls. Like, all right, we're going to get him this time. We're going to get him. Gets a text from Sherlock. I need your help right now. Drops everything. Goes over there. Full SWAT. Brings everything in the fortress. What's wrong? The speech. I need help. Ah, fuck. (laughs) I could be arresting bank robbers right now, you asshole. Yeah, but uh, I love the speech. I love the goofiness. I love the fact when uh, Mrs. Oh, what's his landlady's name? Mrs. Hudson. Mrs. Hudson starts thinking about the telegram. She just starts laughing incoherently. When you think about it, yeah, okay. Uh, Sherlock drinking some coffee with an eyeball in it because you know <laughs> you, you lose track of these things. Uh, how was that? Looks at the <laughs> looks at the eyeballs looking back at him. Surprisingly, not bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, eyeballs, like, the eyeballs mostly just salt. Like, like I, I, he did bake it, so it's nice and warm now, so. Yeah. Get the coffee a little hotter. Yeah. Like, the bigger, the bigger question is, why did he have the eyeball? No, there's, you, no, you don't need a reason to have eyeballs around the house, do you? Perfectly oh, I'm, normal. I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> and where did he get it? Probably Molly. Probably. Like, they, they almost forget to have a mystery in this episode. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I really am kind of annoyed. I wanted to see the story about the elephant in the room. I really did. Oh, well. And the, the the poison giant looked fun. It's like, eh, I wouldn't care. If they made that episode, I'd watch it. It's like, there's an elephant in the room. I want to see this story. I want to know how the elephant got in that room. But I digress. But, no, it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed this episode. And this is the turn. As soon as this episode ends, we start going the other way. <laughs> yeah. So, so last vow, the we are introduced to... The best blackmailer ever. He runs about nine different English tabloids, and right. whenever he wants something, he just, you know, calls the right person, tells them the one deep dark secret they don't want to find out, and that's it. And he has a. And the big reveal is that he has no vault of evidence. He met. Right. He burns all his copies and memorizes it all. And I'm like. Yes, you can you can bluff a lot of people that way, especially yeah. if you've got the good dirt. Just, Someone's going to call you on it. And right, yeah, there's just one problem. As soon as they find out there is no file and it's all in your head, they're like, oh, we got to kill him right now. I mean, the whole point where Mycroft didn't want to kill him was like, look, if we kill him, all this stuff's going to come out and all hell will break loose. we got to keep him alive. If, if I was Mycroft and it's like, wait, he didn't have any files? It was all in his head. Yeah, pop him. Oh, Sherlock. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you pop him. Like, problem solved. Like, he is a you know clear and present danger to the country or the world, and there is no hard copy of this data anywhere. Shoot him now. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what's the problem? And we, we get the reveal that Mary is an American super spy, which is 
the only was- reason why Watson liked her, which I'm like, that was so stupid. This is really shallow. This is really shallow. And I get that, that Moffat has never written a satisfying female character, but this is worse than normal. But that was so stupid. I'm like, Sherlock is supposed to be this super genius that figures everything out. He looked at her and was immediately able to tell, oh, she's a normal person, nurse, she's got a cat, she's a nice lady. You know, good person for John. And then he got to know her, you know, it's not like, you know, okay, maybe he just missed something. He got to know her very well, got to, you know, study in her background, got to, you know, understand all her friends and family and preparing for the wedding and understood all this stuff. And then they just say, well, he didn't figure this out. Like, he's Sherlock Holmes, guys. To make a comparison to a completely different show, you ever watch Leverage? I have not. Okay, it it's a pretty good show. It's pretty good. It is about a team of a hacker, a con man, a th- or a con woman, a master thief, a foreign, a former insurance investigator, and a guy named Elliot who punches people real good. I like Elliot already. Yeah, he, who used the power of con, art- con artistry and theft to hose people who are rich and jerks about it. And Elliot can tell where you trained by how they stand, by the stand, the way they stand. It's like, yeah, these are all, like, he'll walk into a room, it's like, security's all out of West Point. They're all ex-Marines. And it's like, how do you know the way they stand? And what, what, what do you mean? It's a very distinctive stance. <laughs> and it's like, you tell me that Sherlock can't spot someone who is veiling out in, just... in the very specific CIA way? Right. It just, this is probably the thing that kind of screws up the rest of the series, because once they've committed to this, like, this was a dumb idea. But once you've done it, you can't undo it. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I want to be in the writer's room and, like, what what if, you know, this woman we built up is the nice lady, the nice woman for, oh, the person that doesn't look like she'd hurt a fly, she's a nurse, she takes care of people, and we got her so involved in this family, and everyone likes her. What if she was an assassin? Yeah. You that writer's room and go, shut up. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe we do something clever. But I, I, again, they all said yes to this blackmail guy's plot. So maybe they were looking to head home for the weekend. I don't I, know. It's like, we're okay, we don't have anything left. But we have agreed to do three more episodes. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I just can't imagine that they had done epi- the first two episodes with the third episode in mind. God, it just no. doesn't make any damn sense. I'm convinced they had, okay, we're going to do the first, we're going to do the Empty Hearst and we're going to do the Sign of Three, and we got one more episode. We'll figure out something. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, Mark Gaddis wrote the Empty Hearse. He's co-writing half the show. That's mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then we get the Christmas special, where they apparently found two buildings, historic buildings they could shoot at, and yeah. the hat, and they did the period piece, and... I didn't mind it. It's okay, I, but I feel like, oh, aren't we cute? We're actually doing a straight adaptation this time. Right. But then they kind of linked it back together and said, oh, this is all just a fever dream because uh, Sherlock's taking all these drugs. I'm like, okay, I don't mind if you make Sherlock a bit of a drug addict. They've already seen him, you know, smoking like a chimney. And maybe he has a few other things he does. Fine. But don't introduce it this late in the game. Well, especially at this point, America has been producing elementary for years. Right. And Elementary talks about Sherlock being a heroin addict every goddamn episode. Right. It's, it's, the, a, it's, it's a big the metaphor, focus. big theme. Right. It's the focus of the episode. No, this, uh, you know, this Sherlock, the American Sherlock, does drugs. He does a lot of drugs. He did all the drugs once. He's he getting better. All of the drugs, all of the time. And Lucy Lou is here to help him make sure he doesn't do that anymore. So yeah, that they they, they they and the whole episode is kind of just an excuse to go. No, wait, Moriarty, more of him. That's another thing I didn't buy. It's like no, 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 no. I can understand. Okay, Moriarty had a, a fail-safe plan. Someone else is running, but he's dead. This is not Marvel Comics. You can't bring people back from the dead in this universe. They're dead. You can't cheat. He, you, you can't cheat he, it on the same day. You can't get two cheats on one day. Right. He's dead. If you bring him back, I want. Sherlock to be flying around in a red cape and a and a blue speedo, okay? Yeah. Actually, I don't want that. I take that back. I don't think we need to see. We've seen enough Benedict Cumberbatch flying around. Yes. Although we did get Doctor Strange out of that, so maybe I, I get exactly what I wanted. I don't know. Who knows? 
I still would have liked to see Joaquin Phoenix in that role, but that's just me. There's a lot of people who could have done it, but okay. So series four, where just this is where this starts to fall the fuck apart. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this the after the sign of three is where it turned. And it's been getting bad ever since. In Series 4, you can tell they're just out of ideas. They are just like, no, no, we, we got to do the big arc. The big arc is what sold us in Season 2. We got to do it again. And... Well, the big bad this time is Sherlock's crazy sister. And, oh, he also has a secret brother, too, but he's dead. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> you you don't get two secret siblings. But did they say he was a, a uh, he was a brother? Redbeard was a brother, or was that just somebody? No, that right. Yeah, no, that was his little brother, and they were inseparable and played pirates. And then, crazy sister killed the younger brother to prove a point. Yeah. Also, Mary's a ghost or a hallucination or something. Yeah, we're just what the fuck are we talking about here? And there's there's this comedic subplot where like Sherlock and John are like. Who dadsing this whole thing? Right, because in the very first episode, they kill off Mary. It's like, okay, no, 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 no. You have completely screwed up the Mary character, completely and utterly. You have done everything wrong from the marriage forward, <laughs> but you keep doing more wrong. <laughs> we'll fix this. We'll fix this. Oh, I didn't like the we didn't like we changed Mary. Fine, we're going right around to the show. No, no, baby, baby, we had a no. You stupid son of a. <laughs> And then there's the lying detective, which introduces a made-up drug that changes people's memories. Sherlock is high as a kite and trying to realize that a guy killed another guy, but he can't figure it out because he's really goddamn high. And I appreciate how they shot being high. That's that's convincing. I'm a killer. A serial killer. Try my new brand muffin cereal! Oh, goddammit. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then... And I will say the only good thing about that episode was the guy who played the killer. Oh, yeah. That guy was having so much fun. Oh, he was having so much And then the point where he starts confessing to every murder and everything. He's like, this actor is having a ball. He's just going, so what do I get to play? Uh, a crazy psycho philanthropist murderer serial killer who at the end enjoys talking about all the killings. He's like, cool. Let's go. This is going to be fun. And then we get... Ghost Moriarty by YouTube video and Crazy Sister playing Saw with Sherlock and John. On an island shield base. Yeah, on, on an island shield base. And not the good shield base like from Avengers. No, the, the shield base from the shield TV show shield. Or like or like the Argus prison from Arrow. Yeah. Ooh, but without King Shark in the basement. Right. That we know of. Oh no, Red then, Redbeard was not a brother. He was apparently the kid who lived next door. I thought so. I didn't think there was an extra sibling there. Okay, yeah, that was that was me misremembering it or mishearing something. And know, there was a, oh, by the way, a plane is going to crash. Except it's a metaphor or a hallucination, and either way, the whole time I'm watching this episode, I'm going, "Is there no one else on this fucking island employed by MI6? Where the hell is everybody?" Yeah, no, this, this episode is just. Like, two hours of contrived nonsense. Right. Like I said, I think this is just, maybe you're right, maybe it's Moffat doesn't know how to write female characters, and he decided to do uh, the, fem- the evil sister as opposed to the evil brother, because the rumor for the longest time was there's an evil brother, and yes, it's going to be played by Tom Hiddleston. As Hiddleston kept dropping hints here and there and everywhere. Yeah, maybe I'll, I really like Sherlock. Maybe one day I'll get to be on it. Maybe you never know. Ooh, you never know. And, and it turns out he, he, he just really is trying to... Like, yeah, he's trying to help out his buddies. He's trying to help out his buddies, and they're gonna, you know, lay this groundwork for a brother. Say, nope, it's a sister. Yeah, like I think I think Moffat asked him to do it in exchange for a big role in the next Moffat show. Right. So Hilson's gonna play like Dracula or something. Which is anyway. Uh, uh, as long as he doesn't try and do a King Kong movie again, but I just I digress. No, no. Me... Del Toro's doing the King Kong movie, right? What isn't Del Toro doing the next King Kong movie? I don't know. But he did Skull Island. Hiddleston did, not Moffat. Yeah. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go to this island, you're all going to die. Yeah. Why should we hire you again? But no, um, that last episode was just, like he said, here's a whole bunch of crazy shit ideas we wrote down in the, when we were drinking last night, and we're going to somehow make an episode out of it. Yeah. And like I said, my biggest question the entire time I'm watching this episode is like, you mean to tell me there are like six guards 
and six guards, and we have what's his, and we have a Mycroft there, and that's it. And Mycroft knows that she is the craziest, most dangerous person on the planet. Oh, and my favorite scene because I almost st- I started cursing out the television is in the helicopter lands, and Moriarty steps out, and they start playing that song, and I'm screaming, "You're dead! Bullshit! No way! You're fucking dead!" Bleep bleep bleep. And then. And it's, it- it says four years ago. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Just, just. I, I flicked off the television as if the television could see me. Yeah. It's like I get that Moriarty's really popular, but you were dumb enough to kill him off after four episodes. You don't get to have him back. Right. Find new toys. No, I, uh, I, saw, I watched this with my girlfriend at the time, who has since dumped me via text message. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Yeah. But geez. I remember exactly what she said. I said. I said, oh, fuck you. And she looks over and goes, what did I do? Not you, the TV. So you're insulting the TV? Yes. It's the TV's fault. Fuck you, TV. Fuck you. <laughs> it's your fault this happened. I was actually flicking off. I was probably flicking off Moffat. It's like, stop it. Just stop. stop it. Bad Moffat. Bad. Roll up a newspaper. Whack him on the nose. Bad. Go back to doing Doctor Who. What? You're not doing that anymore either? Okay, what are you going to do? Dracula. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, jeez. But he, he says there is a... They have a fourth season. They have it all written out. I'm like, bullshit, you do. <laughs> written. Written. Bullshit. There is no way you had any idea what you were doing in season three until they asked for it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you you are not doing this. Have they announced a, a series five at all? They have not, no. They said, they said you know, both Moffat and uh, Cumberbatch said they'd love to do it, but they don't know when they could do it or even if they want to pay for it, because obviously they will be extremely expensive. Oh, yeah. And Moffat is, and I guess Cumberbatch is now on tap for four, five more Marvel movies? Yeah. The next two Avengers movies, plus another Doctor Strange, plus whatever's after that. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, if you, if you want Benedict Cumberbatch, I'd love to do Sherlock. Here's my going right now. Disney's paying you what? I just want to point out that they've stopped make the company that made the, sh- the 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 Sherlock coat for this show stopped making that one, and now you can only get it in black. It's uh thirteen hundred euros. Fuck. So to let's see, can I see this? Hey, I have a suit coat that's very similar, not quite as long, yeah. but I can't get the collar to do that. Yeah. Again, I think I think they've got some sort of crazy spray starch or they've rigged it with wires it's gotta have plastic in it it has to yeah they 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 they've reinforced that they're cheating they're cheating they have to be you gotta have some kind of neck rest back there that just forms into his neck or something yeah i don't know how he fits a scarf under that collar damn right i do like the one time that uh, molly hooper's brings her boyfriend to the party <laughs> it's basically the uh, very similar looking guy in the exact same outfit it's like Sherlock's like you son of a bitch you stole my coat <laughs> No, I think it's just that moment of, oh, poor girl. Poor girl. She doesn't even realize. Right. And they walk into the hallway and, and so should, should we talk about this? Best not. Yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, that, that's Sherlock. It, it went off the rails pretty fast, except not really because there's well, like three years between episodes. Right. Well, I'm also going to say, I did not like you know the, the final season or the last season of Sherlock. But it's not like it was terrible. I've seen a hell of a lot worse TV shows than that. I'm not going to sit there. This is, you know, a crime against nature. or Something never should have been made. No, it just wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't horrible or something, you know, vile and disgusting. And we never should watch it again. If you want to watch it, more power to you. I just didn't enjoy it. I think they kind of got very lost and confused. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that he wore a fox catcher. That's just me. Oh, yeah, the... That that deerstalker hat. Deerstalker, pardon me. Yes. Yeah, though I only wore it the one time. He's like hat detective, hat detective. And then when he finally resurrects, he goes, "You know what? Fuck it." Grabs the hat. I'm wearing the hat. Sometimes, I'm Sherlock Holmes. I'll wear the bloody hat. Sometimes you just gotta own the hat. Right. Uh, you put I, on the goofy hat. It's your fault. I like that Watson blogs. <laughs> but well, nobody, nobody writes novels anymore. Well, I get that, but it's just it, it's it's. It's nice to keep that touch in. Like, yeah, no, he... he. Why why are you writing about what we do? Felt like it. Why do you have way more readers than my monographs? Because you called them fucking monographs. I, I have an article about the different tensile strength of natural fibers. Nobody's looking at it! 
Because really... nobody gives a crap if sheep wool is stronger than llama wool, damn it. Alpaca fur. Alpaca. Oh, and the uh, maybe my favorite scene in the whole damn thing is when, when Moriarty and Holmes... Uh, not Moriarty, when Holmes and uh, Mike, oh, no, Sherlock and Mycroft, excuse me, are sitting there playing and you think, oh, they're playing chess. They reveal, it's Operation, fuck yeah. <laughs> they're probably pretty good at Operation too. Uh, they reach in, oh, bugger. <laughs> Ooh, broken heart. This must be a metaphor for something, I'm just saying. Whoopsie! Because at that point you realize, okay, this is just Sherlock and uh, this is just Cumberbatch and his, uh, what's this, what's the guy's name? We had it. Uh, Mark uh, Gaddis. Gaddis, yeah. Gaddis and Cumberbatch is like, okay, well, they're going to sit down and play a game. What game? Operation. Oh hell yes. What 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 would be the what? No, there's that moment. Is is clue fun? Clues two on the nose, right? Clues two on right. the nose. We can't do chess because that's too damn obvious. Well, che- well, 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 it has to be a joke, so it can't be chess. Checkers, no. No. Pinochle, no. Nothing with cards. Like so, something that look, something that we can film for a reveal. Perfection? Now the Eagles gotta play. Operation. There it is! There we go. Go find an operation board. So I, I can, I'm convinced somewhere there's like a 30 cut, of, thirty minute cut of that scene. We're just going back and forth all day playing operation. <laughs> I want to see that version. <laughs> uh, it's, on the bro- it's on the blooper reel of the phenomenally expensive Blu-ray release. Yes. God damn you, BBC. That's, that's how BBC works. You want our TV shows? You either subscribe to our streaming service or you buy $80 Blu-rays for half the season. The season, by the way, yeah. is eight episodes. And by half, I mean two. <laughs> so I bought this, I think I bought this on Google Play or Amazon or something, and it cost me like, I think it was $5 an episode, which is ridiculous, but it's well, like a mini. Uh, I, yeah, for, for 90 minutes, that's fine, but when you still say it's like, eh, it's TV, every other TV thing's two bucks an episode. But now it's available on Netflix, so I wasted that money. Yep. Ah, you got to see it right away. Yeah. Except Russian hackers keep leaking the last episode all the time. Yep. Russian hackers. They mess with elections, and they screw up TV shows. It's like That's what they do. They ruin your TV. They ruin your election. They just mess with your life. Why? Because they can. It's, it's, they've been doing... They, Russian spies. They just do shit for the sake of doing shit? Well, not even spies. I think it's literally just a bunch of hackers sitting around. It's like, the excellent question, why did hackers break into the PS3, you know, the PlayStation, uh, Sony PlayStation system when the PS3 crash happened? Why did they do that? Because they could. Yeah. Why did the Russian hackers mess with the election? Because they could. Why did they, you know, leak a bunch of episodes on the internet? Because they could. Internet in a nutshell right there, folks. Yep. For the lulls. Good night, everybody. Good night. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative works, share-alike license, version 3.0 international. Visit sbopodcast.com for past episodes and links to subscribe.